Good morning, and welcome to Trending. I'm so happy to have back on the show with me, Molly Brown from the Kuval Visitors Bureau. There has been so much happened since you were on about three months ago. Has it been three months, roughly? Has it been that long? I, I don't know. I guess it's it probably been, has. It's flown by. But the biggest event that the city of Kuval in Putnam County hosts every year, the TSSAA Blue Cross Bowl, is happening in just three weeks. Yes. We're three weeks away from 18 teams coming to Cookville to earn some gold, um, a gold ball. And I know there has been a lot of questions and there's a lot of information that you want to distribute to our listeners. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks glad for to be here. back. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I think one of your last time you was here, it was one of my top rated shows. So <laughs> I didn't know that until later on, but I, hey, you, you brought something to the table and I appreciate it. There's some, that says something about your listeners, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've got good ones, I, and and it's um, amazing how many people that will come up to me randomly say, "Hey, I enjoyed the show." I'm like, "Oh, great! I, I'm glad you listened." But this is so, and you and I talked about this, and one reason I want to have you back because this is so big. This event is and it's important to our community, especially this year. I mean, goodness gracious, everything that's happened, and. You and I were talking, and and I and basically I asked you this question, and I want you to answer it. Why are we still hosting the Blue Cross Bowl in the middle of a health pandemic? We're getting that question a lot. Um, so the Visitors Bureau is contractually obligated to TWSWA. This is our fourth year of the current contract, or the the last year of the current contract of four years. We've been hosting for twelve years. This is our twelfth year total. Um, and they receive special approval from the governor's office under certain restrictions to be able to continue to host TSSAA sanctioned events, uh, specifically for football. And so by our contract, we are required to um, host the event. So we're doing the, the best that we can to host it in the safest way possible. Um, we have, uh, we're obviously going by the guidelines by the, from the governor's office as well as TSSAA. And then we've started implementing our own as well. So, and, and let's let's go back to August. Uh, actually, let's go back before that because football teams were, were normally begin practicing even in in shells. I say shells, maybe shoulder pads and just shorts um, or helmets and shorts. But they do some stuff in June, and then they really get in July. It's when they usually start mm-hmm. fall camp is what we call it. And uh, that didn't happen as quick. Uh, they were delayed. And then they finally started going, and things started picking up. And, and so w- August, we we had a schedule. Uh, high school football teams had a schedule. Some some teams did not fully participate. Some teams got their games canceled because of COVID-19. Um, but a schedule was set out, and here we are in August, and we're playing football. We all A lot of us are sitting back thinking, there's no way we finish the year. There's no way that we get to December and we get to host, Kuval gets to host the Blue Cross Bowl. Um, and so you just didn't, we didn't really have a whole, whole lot of hope. But here we are, we're three weeks from it, unless something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we have a contract. But I, I'm assuming, Molly, that for it to change, TWSWA would have to say we're not doing it. Correct. That would be the only way. It would I'm, be um, from the governor's office. Yeah. Because definitely TSSAA definitely wants to do everything possible to get these players on the field so they can have this championship experience. So it have to come from a higher power, as in the governor. It can't come from the city of Cove or Putnam County. It can't really, and TSSAA can do it, but they want they want to do it. So it's really going to take a governor action to, to right. say we're not doing this. Correct. Well, hopefully, because um, tonight is the second round of the playoffs. And so in three weeks, they'll be in Cove for playing the championship games. And as we said, that's. 18 teams mm-hmm. so that's nine championship games in three days um 
And so we're contractually obligated. We and we're going to feel that obligation, and I know you've been working hard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you're actually awake right now. I, I'm living and breathing Blue Cross Bowl, and that's that tends to be typical for the visitors bureau this time of year. A lot of people don't realize how much goes into hosting the games. Um, we start meeting with our steering committee uh, volunteers in August, so whenever the practice season starts, we start meeting. Um, that was all a little bit delayed on our end as well because we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but we, you know, f- we handle pretty much everything until TWSAA gets here and we have everything ready for them. So we work really closely with Tennessee Tech Athletics staff. They work really hard on this event as well. And so it's a, a great recruiting opportunity for them and great exposure for the university, great exposure for Cookville, mm-hmm. Putnam County. And so uh, we know that it's it's a positive event for our community. So we we spend about three months of the year or more really focused on this um, solely. And so um, it's it's a lot of work, but you know those three days are are really fun. So and it is fun, but this year safety is the priority, and safety is always a priority. But you don't think about it as far as health goes. You think about it in other aspects of logistics and access to the field and access to the stadium. You think about safety that way. This year we're thinking more of a health standpoint. So what are we doing as a community and as the Visitors Bureau and tech and everybody involved? What are we doing to take safe measure in hosting? Yes, it's definitely – we always consider safety. We have a safety plan that we work through every year with Brandon Smith and our logistics and safety team. Um, but this year, there is uh, about a 10-page COVID mitigation annex that's been added to it just to ensure that we're covering everything. So everybody will be required to have a mask. All of our volunteers will have masks. Um, we're putting together care packages for each of them to streamline the process. No no open food anywhere. We'll be having individual um, snacks for them so that those who are working back-to-back shifts will have something. Um, gloves for those at, who are in more high contact roles, such as parking, right. um, handling money, and that kind of thing. Um, they'll also have fa- face shields available for them. Um, we're we're doing a lot in terms of uh, sanitizing. Um, the TTU staff is going to be fogging locker rooms, and there's air purifiers going in, and um, just a lot more things like that to help with the on the player side of things. Um, we're going to be clearing the stadium in between games, which we've never done before. Wow. So a ticket is good for one game rather than all day, um, just so we can help to make sure that we're clearing everything, sanitizing, and, and doing what we can there. Tickets are going to be available online only, so it limits contact and also limits ca- cash exposure. Um, just a lot of things like that that we're thinking through and how we can cover cover um, the safety side of things. So how much – and you may not know this, but how much sanit- sanitization, I'll get it out, can you do between games? I mean, that's a lot of work, right? Well, and that's where the TTU athletic staff, they have um, people on on site all throughout the games that are sanitizing throughout. Okay. Um, and it'll be more in the higher traffic areas, especially like the restrooms sure. and some of those areas. So they're just basically going to be doing double time during that time period. They usually do a great job anyway, but we'll be more conscious of it this year. We're also being conscious of that outside the stadium, even with porta potties being cleaned and just, we're adding extra everywhere we can. It's TTU athletics, um, bringing in more people this year than ever to help. Um, their staff is pretty limited. Okay. Um, but we, uh, need volunteers yeah. just more than ever this year. So we recruit volunteers every year. We have multiple shifts. Um, 
Michelle Huddleston with Tennessee Tech and Lavita Birdwell are going to be leading that effort. And uh, we already have signups available. It went out in Tech Times this week. Uh, we also put it out yesterday uh, to do some volunteer recruitment throughout the community. And so we would love to have people sign up. Um, we're doing everything we can to be able to make it safe as possible. We're trying to group people together with their people in their household as well. So we don't have to worry as much about social distancing, um, trying to re- recruit people in industries and businesses who are used to working with each other and being around each other to also be able to to um, prepare for, for social distancing as well. So just trying to be creative on that side of things. So and a good, and one of the reasons you're here too is the – a really market for volunteers because I want as many people to know how much there's a need for volunteers. Absolutely. We're, we're adding temperature check stations this year as well. So we'll have more needs in that area. Um, parking and logistics, you know, all those always take quite a few volunteers. We actually have, there's 700 volunteer shifts wow. that it takes to run Blue Cross Bowl. 700? 700. So there's 700 shifts. So when does that start? It, it obviously starts before Thursday of that week. Some of those do, yes. Yeah. And our steering committee, we basically move into Tucker Stadium for the whole week. So starting Sunday, really, Sunday or Monday. So we go the Saturday after Thanksgiving for tent setup, and from then on, it's just... you using a sleeping bag or a cot? <laughs> 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 I mean, gee whiz. I, so, I, you know, I, we've talked before, I think, when you were here last time. I I, I volunteered as an ambassador for, mm-hmm. I don't know, three or four years, and it was so much fun. Um, and we're going to talk about that, too. And that's uh, something else, yes. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to talk about the ambassador side. But but the the need for volunteers is huge. But, you know, I wasn't – I didn't have to be there Saturday or Sunday before. You know, that was other people, other volunteers, mm-hmm. the Visitors Bureau, Chamber people, tech – all those people coming in and doing all that hard work. All I really had to do was was be kind to the mm-hmm. football teams and go and travel to their semifinal games and just communicate. Communicate's one of the best things. Uh, I don't know how good I am, but I know I could do a lot of it. Um, there's a difference in being a good communicator and talking a lot. I know I talk a lot. So <laughs> I can communicate with those teams. That was easy for me. Being there set up all week and y'all putting in the time and um, taking away time from family and your normal – routine or your normal work because we'll talk about that as well what you normally do what normally do that's a lot of work so you're start you i mean you've been working on it for three months but you move in and it's it's basically go time saturday of thanksgiving weekend yes wow okay well we're going to talk more about that we come back uh we're wrapping up the first segment this has been rogers with trending molly brown is my guest she's wonderful uh second time she's been here and and she is here to to offer transparency and communication about the Blue Cross Bowl that's coming up in three weeks. Three weeks, actually, three weeks from yesterday uh, is when it starts. So uh, that's coming nearest. But we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Training. This has been Rogers. I continue with Molly Brown from the Cobble Visitors Bureau and the main cog in the wheel that gets the Blue Cross Bowl rolling and um, successful. And she spends a lot of time on that, and that's what she's doing now. So, we, Molly, we ended last segment talking about volunteers. Don't want to end that, leave that subject yet because they're so important. Uh, so if somebody wants to volunteer they never had before, uh, let's say they listen to this show this morning, they're like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I, I, I get to help out in this capacity. How would they sign up for volunteering? They just go to cookvillechampions.com and click volunteer. And then sign up. Cookvillechampions.com. So um, how many more volunteers are you wanting to see sign up between now and, and three weeks from now? Well, 
hundreds. hundreds. Okay. <laughs> so with 700 shifts, um, obviously people can sign up for multiple shifts and a lot of people do. Right. A lot of people make this an, an annual tradition and they love to do it. And sure. they have such, cause it is fun. Mm-hmm. It is one of, you know, I say it's such a great representation of our community and seeing how people come together. Um, a lot of the relationships that I have um, built in this community over the years are through Blue Cross Bowl because right. it's, you know, it's such a diverse group of people who come together for one big community event that's, you know, near and dear to so many people's heart and it tugs on the emotions uh, sure. with that high school football championship feel. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great, like I said, it's, I've been there, oh, I've been, I guess, every year that's been here, but as a, as an ambassador, it's such a great experience for me and uh, I wanted to do it this year, but. You want to go ahead and talk about the ambassador side? So the ambassadors, is it's a visitor relations team, um, and that's one big component of the visitor relations side of things, and it starts before any other things really start as far as who's exposed, who um, the players and the coaches are exposed to um, before they get to Cookville. So um, we will be doing a virtual visitor relations uh, this time because, you know, putting people in cars and sending them across state and, and asking right. them to do that and be exposed to even more is is a little bit more than we wanted to do. So sure. uh, we got approval from TSSAA to um, have that virtually. So we'll be working through some different things with the, the ambassadors this year and that they can do Zoom calls and being able to connect them. The, the ambassador guide that they normally provide the night of the games, that'll be provided digitally to the teams and um, I think that's really it, it kind of provides a streamlined way as well because they can use that to search um, in a different way than thumbing through a notebook. And some of that's actually kind of helping the streamlining of the process. So the the virtual side of the ambassador thing will be the semifinal game and up to that point in the week. Of, but when they come to campus and they come to Cuba, then the ambassador will be in person. They will be here and in person okay. masked. And, and mm-hmm. they'll be with their teams as they always are. And, and again, those ambassadors are the go-to person for the coaches, the parents maybe that are a, a part of the uh, big part of the teams and, and logistics, the ambassadors, those people they go to if they have questions or they need something done basically. Right? Yes. And that's something that we started here a few years ago and now it's a requirement within the proposal, uh, the, the RFP that TSSAA puts out because we kind of set the standard. It provides so much added hospitality for those teams to have a point of contact um, that is their go-to from the moment that they win until they get back on the bus to go home. Which really the the teams or the schools uh, first door to the Blue Crossbow in Cookville, mm-hmm. the ambassador is because they meet them the semi the night of the semifinal game, or in this case virtually probably before that, and that's their hello to hey we're we're Cookville we're we're doing the Blue Crossbow let us know what you need and so that first impression goes miles. I mean mm-hmm. I. I, I I know if I saw one of the coaches that I worked with right now, we would have a good conversation because I feel like I developed a decent relationship with him. Now, I don't bother him throughout the year and don't text him, but what a great guy and a great team that I got to hang out with. So it was rewarding to me as well because mm-hmm. it is a big deal and it's a fun weekend. One of the perks, let's talk about perks of being a volunteer. What's one of the perks of being a volunteer? So obviously they, they get a, an event t-shirt. Everybody does stuff for t-shirts it's yeah. <laughs> i volunteer for all, all kinds of things for t-shirts for t-shirt, so yeah. uh, i'm wearing the event t-shirt today i brought one for you as well thank you very much um they are navy this year and they have a new logo um so a lot of people love love those and wear those year round the long sleeve t-shirts um we will also be having branded mask for those uh, uh who are who are working as well and then your credential actually gets you into all the games for free so you work your shift and then you can enjoy the rest of the event um that's one thing that is a little, you know, different this year as far as tickets. We're going to be um, normally one 
one day event uh, for the for the ticket. Um, so we'll tickets are now going to be per game. So those that helps us to be able to monitor capacity, which I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, but that's something we're also doing was limiting the stadium to one third capacity for each game. And that helps us by doing the online ticket sales to be able to keep track. And um, so, that, you know, how many to expect for that, mm-hmm. that one game. And, and yeah, you, you didn't mention earlier, but it's good to mention one third capacity. And I remember after every game, they're clearing the stadium. And so if you're one of those that, like I have been, where I didn't ambassador and, and, and went and watched every game, you're going to have to buy a ticket for every game because you're going to be cleared out, correct? And it's going to be online. Yes. Yes. So as before, you could just stay in the stadium and watch all day. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go out, and then you're going to come back in. So um, some changes, but they're all for your health. They're all for your safety as a visitor as somebody coming to cheer on a team or somebody just coming to cheer on Cookville in Putnam County about what a great event we're doing, a great job we're doing here. It's changing, but it's all for safety of people coming, uh, and I think that's important. And we, We're not even done talking about the safety measures y'all put in place. We wanted to highlight the volunteers because, as Molly said, volunteers are needed to make this successful, and we still need more to sign up. So uh, what's the website again? CookvilleChampions.com. CookvilleChampions.com. I forgot it myself. Um, capacity of the stadium, again, one-third. So what is that amount? Do you know? It, it's just under 6,000. Okay. Okay. So 6,000 people. Um, and we is, also, you know, we have the track where people can stay in. And okay. so we, there is definitely space to social distance. And um, for a lot of those games, we really, a lot of times, don't even meet that capacity um, right. just based on some of the teams that travel. So we really should be uh, – look more similar um, to what we are every year just the clearing of the stadium will be different the tickets are twelve dollars tickets are twelve dollars they okay. will also be available at cookvillechampions.com those will connect to the TWSAA and GoFan account so I, I got a question Molly there's safety precautions we've never had to do you mentioned thermometers uh, mask uh, let's talk money can we talk money we can so who <laughs> pays for those thermometers and masks and all that stuff? So the Visitors Bureau. Um, this year, thankfully, uh, we were able to receive CARES Act funding that we're utilizing uh, for the Blue Cross Bowl. So that includes the temperature tech tents, the thermometers, the mask, the face shields, the gloves, the hand sanitizers. But that is money that, you know, that takes a chunk of our marketing budget as sure. well. Yeah. Um, so we um, we utilized our cares act dollars as best we could and and some of that still we're going to pay out of the the regular visitors bureau budget well i bring that up this is why i bring that up we are time invested and we're financially invested in making this thing successful yes and so whereas some people may say well twsaa had to pay a fortune for these thermometers or pay a fortune (laughs) for these masks well it's not twsaa paying for that it's the city of cookville the county it's the cookville visitors bureau because the city and the county fund your operation and what you do, and you got CARES Act money, but that CARES Act money could have been probably used for something else, correct? Mm-hmm. It wasn't designated for thermometers. Correct. Uh, yes. Could have been used for something else, maybe in, in safety for something else that y'all are doing. Yes. Um, so our, our budget is funded by a portion of the lodging tax for Putnam County, mm-hmm. and we received eligibility for $106,000 for the CARES Act. Um, so... For example, Blue Cross Bolt, just the temperature tents alone, you know, that's around $4,000. Wow. So when you start adding in the cost of all of this and then the cost of also getting 
you know, digital marketing out there to the teams and sharing the messaging and marketing a lot more than we normally would just because we want people to be prepared and how and what to expect when they get here as well. So there's just a lot more that goes into it whenever it's a COVID world. Wow. Um, so I, I, I guess my question, I don't know how you keep up with everything that's going on. I don't know how you keep up with all the marketing, all the logistics and the money side of it. I mean, because you're still really a one-person show at the Visitors Bureau. Right now. Yes. Which is what we're talking about now, Molly. Right now, but Molly. Right now, before we're talking Blue about. Cross Bowl, I will finally have a we've, – we've had a, an empty spot on our team since I took this role over in, in January. Um, my position has not ha, was not able to be replaced yet. Um, so because of the craziness of the year, and we planned on hiring April 1st, and – that was in the midst of a tornado recovery sure. and a health pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what would happen with our lodging tax and things like that. And so um, as the year has progressed and our numbers have picked back up and we're looking better um, than a lot of communities in terms of visitation, um, we got the green light from our board to go ahead and fill the position for marketing and sales director. So we will have a new marketing and sales director ready to hit the ground running November 23rd. Um, the week of Thanksgiving and the week before all the chaos of Blue Cross Bowl. And I'm uh, very excited to be able to um, add a new team member and to have somebody to kind of help carry the load. So you really are um, baptism by fire with this new employee. <laughs> so just, I mean, throw him right into the Blue Cross Bowl first thing. Yes, yeah. but thankfully, I, and I'm going to go ahead and share who it is because um, I did get the go ahead. Oh, good. And so it is Amber Asbury. Okay. Who is currently working for Tennessee Tech? Um, <laughs> she and her husband both are very much the brand and the very, very much the type of of traveler that we're marketing to with very outdoor adventure kind of spirit. Um, she has a lot of marketing strategy background, data analytics. Will be really good to help us measure um, the work that we're doing and be able to get the messaging out there of what we're doing and and know who we're speaking to, and um, obviously. Being a Tennessee Tech grad and being a Tennessee Tech employee right now, sorry, Dr. Oldham, we stole another one. Um, yeah. uh, she'll be able to really hit the ground running with this event as well, and 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 know already know the the layout of the land and everything, and be able to help us. That's great. So we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that position and how that helps you uh, do your job a little bit better. Uh, this is trending, and Ben Rogers, and I'll be back with Molly Brown in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending. This is Ben Rogers. Uh, Molly Brown's with me. Uh, we've got through two segments. We've got two more and, and just great information about the Blue Cross Bowl that's coming up in less than three weeks. Three weeks from yesterday is when it actually starts. 18 teams, nine games, Thursday through Saturday. And it's a different situation with the pandemic this year. So that's why I wanted her to come in because I wanted to get the information out about how the Visitors Bureau and our community is handling this to make it successful. Talked a lot about that, but we haven't gotten through all the safety precautions yet, Molly. What other safety measures are we taking? So I mentioned that we, you know, we're going to be doing masks. We're going to be doing temperature checks. Every, all the volunteers will be required to wear masks. Um, and then the um, limited capacity of the stadium, all that. But plexiglass is being added to the bear. Our plexiglass barriers are going to be added for concessions. Um, we're going to be social distancing the lines for that. Actually, the East Stadium will be moving that outside. So it'll be even more opportunity to spread out when you know, people are in line and make sure that we're not having those kind of like choke points 
Um, we're reducing the number of tents on site. We normally have the Tennessee Athletic Coaches Association has a tent. We normally have an activity tent through Blue Cross Blue Shield. We normally have a tent that's like a VIP for all of their corporate sponsors for TSSAA. All those are being eliminated to help to reduce capacity, reduce exposure, allow for more social distancing. So really the only tent that we'll have inside is the media tent. And then we're working with the TSSAA uh, media contact, Matthew Gillespie, to make sure that that amount is limited as well. Um, so that will keep the press box a little bit more spread out as well. So that way they're not in an in enclosed space. Sure. And then the media tent, they'll be able to spread out in there and, and do their stories and make sure we get the coverage, which is one of the main reasons we host as well, is the PR value of that. And so we always want to make sure the media are happy. So uh, I think it's wonderful it sounds like y'all are doing everything you can to make it safe. Uh, but we still want to encourage people because we don't know. Usually we don't have full capacity or we don't have 6,000 people at every game. Uh, so there's room for tickets to be bought other than just the, the fans of that team or the students or the parents or friends. Mm-hmm. So we're that's what we're doing. We encourage you to still go. Oh, absolutely. You know, go and enjoy the weekend. Watch good high school football. Watch these uh, young men play and watch these young ladies cheer and, and – um, all the great things they do and represent for their community, go support them and, and just have a good weekend in Cookville and be there and enjoy yourself. So we're, we're trying to give you all the information we can give you about how safe it's going to be. Uh, but still go, don't be scared to go. Right. Um, so just remember that tech's done a really good job with their facilities and they mm-hmm. got a video board. They have a video board. And yes. I think you said they're going to do some messaging maybe. So, that video board is going to be more important for us than ever before. Um, one, one reason is because we're not doing our program ads this year as well. Um, that was one of the things because there would be so much more exposure for people being out in, in the stands selling programs and exchanging cash and all right. that. So the program is going to be off uh, off this year. So um, digital sales for our sponsorships is the only option um, other than parking this year. And thank you, Ben Prine with Chick-fil-A for coming in on that. Um, Twin Lakes got us for the um, the T-shirts as well, and so we're excited about that. But we have a lot of opportunity on the video board. Um, CRMC has already signed on for the mask cam, um, which is kind of fitting. And then they so also, how, how does the mask cam work? I got to know. So this. it's just like the kiss cam, okay. but it's who's got their best mask on. So we'll just oh. you know it's, we'll have we have the dance cam. We have a lot of different things like that we're incorporating this year that are sponsorship based. Um, sidebar ads on the video board, the banner. Um, Laura Wolf and Brent Young are helping us uh, and leading the sales team efforts on that and making sure that that um, we're getting those sold and helping to kind of balance some of the budget of what we do. Because, um, you know, this event er- every year we're under a contract for $253,000 and we have to make that up somewhere. So we really try to sell as many local ads and get exposure for our local businesses as possible. Um, and the video board is one of those great ways to do that, especially with the cams, because if you get a touchdown cam or um, – something that's more fun it's more noticeable and um i did get confirmation this morning also that averett's already signed on for the touchdown cam so the these sponsorships are going quickly so uh reach out to myself or laura wolf or brent young if you want to get in on those before before the deadline so i have an idea this is going to just set the world on fire you talk about cams so TSSAA i know is requiring their officials on the field to have masks i'm Mm -hmm. sure right Mm mm-hmm actually put a camera in a mask of the referee and that way you can put it on the video board and watch mm-hmm. live action from the referee's viewpoint that would be cool make it work molly 
make get it done. I'm telling you, that is a game changer for those people. Actually, that would be pretty cool. I don't know why the NFL or anybody else hadn't thought it. Maybe they have, and I've missed it by putting a camera on the referee's head. That way you can yell at him more if he misses a call. Like right there it is, ref. You got it on your camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm full of ideas today. Um, so good information on safety precautions. Sponsor opportunities. If you hadn't sponsored yet, call Molly because that, that video board is going to be huge for that. Let's The schedule's Thursday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Of course, your week starts earlier than that. But the games start Thursday at what time? 11 a.m. And that's December 3rd through the 5th. Okay. Uh, 11 so a.m. Thursday, December 3rd. Games are 11, 3, and 7 each day. Each day. So nine. remember, nine games, 18 teams, three games a day. Uh, come out, take off, enjoy the day. Hopefully we got pretty weather. We don't know what it's going to be like. It's it'd be great if it'd be like weather today. Yes, it would be. It would be wonderful. Um, so um, let's – you good Blue Cross Bow? Anything else you want to add before we move away and talk about your <laughs> – other duties as the as the person over the Cool Visitors Bureau. Well, um, I think just you know sign up to volunteer, um, sign up to sponsor. Uh, go to cookvillechampions.com and you'll find all the information there. Um, and you know just support this event and help us to to keep it as safe as possible. And um, you know, where before we leave it, where is parking available? Is it going to be the same uh, access? Parking will be the same. One thing we actually are doing is we're creating a space for volunteers to park next to the new fit okay um and that will offer us them to be able to walk rather than be shuttled and that way we don't have to have exposure and worry about sanitizing and uh, social distancing on the shuttles y'all thought of everything well it's a great team and you know you get brandon smith and mark wilson and matthew dexter and some of these folks on oh that's one thing we also have a medical advisory group that's been formed okay um with some of our local uh sure leaders in the medical world sure. so um from crmc from the health department um emergency medical staff like it, it's amazing like the things that they've thought of and they are who helped to write the mitigation plan for the safety plan okay Good deal. All right. So let's aside from the Blue Cross Bowl, um, what's happening in the tourism industry overall right now? So it's still kind of up in the air for a lot of destinations. Obviously, you know, the the numbers seem to be going up. So that seems to create some fear in some people. But um, from what we're seeing, the intent to travel and the desire to travel is still there. It's just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're marketing more to a road trip market as opposed to the fly market that we would hit a lot of times. So, you know, in the past, we would market in Chicago and Dallas and even London because of direct flights to Nashville. Us being so close to an international airport is huge for us, especially, you know, our biggest international travel is CrossFit. Um, So we get a lot of people coming in for that. Sure. A lot of events that happen at CrossFit Mayhem um, have not been able to happen this year. We're going to be partnering more with them soon as well um, in the coming year and and what we can do to help with the hospitality side of what they do. Um, But So we're looking more at the road trip market, and we received CARES Act dollars, and the majority of that is going into digital marketing uh, to be able to get people here and inspire travel through the road trip. So basically anybody within a five- to six-hour road drive or ride because we're also focusing on motorcycle travelers as well because so, what a great way to social distance sure yeah so where, where do you start with the digital media side where, what what platform do you start with that money so we actually <clears throat> did an rfp for that and utilized an agency that has been used by the state 
um, as well as Tennessee Tech. So Design Sensory in Knoxville is who is helping us with that. We sent an RFP out locally as well as statewide, and we got a few different um, proposals. And theirs was by far the most comprehensive and um, provided a lot of measurability. So we want to be good stewards of the money that we do receive and make sure we're getting the most bang for the buck. And so um, they're able to measure and help us with the insight side. So they will take sections of that money and implement it in different ways. And they'll measure it as they go to determine who's responding best to it. So they they look at who our traveler is um, based on our website analytics and um, who's, who's looking at things on our social media and whatnot. And then we look at geographic areas. So we're also overlaying that with a streaming um, digital side that we're working on with Comcast. And that will be more in the Tennessee-based market, but it will overlay some of the marketing that they're seeing from Design Sensory as well. Okay. And then from that, we're also going to be layering in marketing to the consumer newsletters. Um, So when we've done shows in Indianapolis or Atlanta, we've gained email addresses and we will start marketing to those groups as well. So they're going to be seeing us in multiple ways. And then um, we're doing some blog creative as well of things that you can do safely here. Outdoor is obviously the number one thing. Um, we'll be focusing on Christmas, um, really Christmas vacation. And there's no reason why that people shouldn't be coming here to do their shopping sure. and coming here to, to have that outdoor mountain experience. You know, so many people go to East Tennessee to the Smokies. We have so many things here that they could see, frozen waterfalls and winter hikes and and I believe I heard Mayor Shelton say the tree lighting is going to happen as of right now. So There was actually, uh, there's a whole collection of holiday events that are taking place, whether virtually or in person. Tree lighting and all of that is on our website at visitcookvilletn.com. I didn't even know we, see, I'm trying to help you out, Molly. <laughs> we, golly, time's flying. We have one more segment when I return. We're going to continue talking about the tourism and what other things Molly's been able to, well, lack of what she probably wants what she wants to do other than blue crossbow uh when we come back in just a moment welcome back to our last segment of trending this has been rogers i have molly brown with me she is wonderful i love her and i'm always glad she's here she's given us good information about the blue crossbow she up she's updated us on our tourism industry the the cares act money's brought some um opportunities for you to do some digital media and, and advertising that way and reaching people that's what road trip distance mm-hmm. we're focusing on now. And I think that's great. So that's within Tennessee. That's outside of Tennessee. Uh, just a lot of good things. And of course you said you spend three months on the blue crossbow. And I know that's throughout the year. You just don't wait till the you know, three months before it happens to start working. But the last few weeks, it's really been blue crossbow for you. Yes. And I know that takes away from stuff you could be doing otherwise. Right. Well, there's, you know, fourth quarter of the year is really a busy time for tourism sure. because that, Visitors tend to plan in January, so we need to hit them before they start planning and be prepared to get all of the advertising and marketing out there in advance. Um, Journalists are always planning their editorial calendars really far out. Um, Like, for example, I just got uh, an inquiry from Southern Living last week uh, wanting to know about Christmas vacation destination information for 2021. Wow. So we have to be ahead on everything that we're planning, and this is – the fourth quarter is usually one of the busiest times for that, as well as for big groups coming and looking at uh, whether it's a bus tour or, you know, a fishing event or anything that's happening, you know, with a group side of things. They're usually planning the last quarter of the year as well. So you've been busy, but helps on the way. 
Yes. And you announced your new marketing and sales director, and it's actually somebody I know, mm-hmm. uh, Amber Asbury, married to Landon. Landon is cousins to uh, <laughs> one of my best friends, Leslie Heron, who's married to my best one of my best friends, Ben. So it's we we know each other, and great, she's great, uh, Landon's great, good people. And you're right, they fit the the mold of what kind of traveler we're trying to attract here. Uh, with outdoor stuff and everything, and I think that's great. So what are you doing to help her get on board? I mean, you're throwing her into the fire right away. What would you say, the weekend of Thanksgiving she's starting it, maybe? It's the Monday before Thanksgiving, and that's when we really amp up all of the the major logistics side of things in terms of the bag stuffing and all of the prep of moving everything to the stadium mm-hmm. and you know all of that stuff. But um, I think she will, she'll be up for it. She was willing to do that even if her start date was later. So Sure. So her, how's her position going to help you, though? Because you've done so much. Are you going to be able to let, let some of that responsibility go? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to it. So my background is more in PR, and so that's something I'll still continue to, to do a lot of, and as well as, you know, working with our stakeholders and doing a lot more of the, the networking side and working with the Chamber and the Highlands Economic Partnership and all of the planning and that side of things that go into it um, so that she will be able to really focus on the marketing and strategy whether it's digital or, you know, doing social buys and being able to put, put all of her knowledge in, in the strategy side of things and being able to look at the science of the marketing. Um, she's very big on the data and analytics side of things and being able to measure and know what works. And that will help us to produce reports that will show our stakeholders, for example, county commissioners, yep. um, what we're doing and, and how that's really impacting what the ROI is of the work we're doing. So I'm really excited about that side of it. And then she's also going to help with the sales side of things and, I say sales, but it's not your t- traditional sales. It's it's more like we're gr- recruiting groups to come and visit. So, sure. for example, the Blue Cross Bowl would be would be an example of the sales and group right. travel side of things. Anything that brings people here in groups, hog rallies, um, soccer tournaments, chess tournaments, you know, anything like that. Anything that we're recruiting people to come in groups. Um, we're looking more at getting into the bus tour market um, because I mean, look, we're right on Interstate Forty, sure. Highway One Eleven. We could be hosting, you know, the bus tour operators constantly. Um, So many easy access hotels for them to get in and out of. And right now they're looking for new itineraries. Um, They can't go to the Nashvilles and the Knoxvilles and Memphis and those locations where they're normally going into the museums and doing the downtown things where everything is so congested and they're more worried about the health pandemic. They can come here and see open air, outdoor hiking and biking and doing all kinds of things like that, going to farmer's markets, going to Muddy Pond and seeing the Mennonite community. And there's so many things that we can actually take advantage of by being an outdoor destination. And that's one of them. And those events bring people to, of course, our community. They're going to probably stay overnight. Mm -hmm. And at last time we talked, our hotel capacity was not full uh, a few months ago, but it was improving some. Mm -hmm. How is that going as of now? We're still maintaining, and that's where we're wanting to make sure that this CARES Act dollars and the campaigns that we're doing right now on the digital side of things are going to hopefully get those folks inspired to come and continue to come, even in the winter months. I know that's something that we've been concerned about is once it 
gets cooler. Right. You know, how do we still invite people to come here and do that safely? And so we're, you know, we really want people to, you know, we've got our little bear mo- uh, logo. So we want people to mask their muzzle. We've got kind of a mask your muzzle campaign movement with that, um, that all of the masks that have been ordered for Blue Cross, Blue Cross Bowl, uh, we, we will also provide those to our hotels and they say mask your muzzle on them. Um, and so we're working on a few things like that to help to show that we're, we're offering safe travel opportunities. We're partnering more with the state t- of Tennessee and the tnvacation.com and doing some of the things that are complementary to the marketing they're doing with the For the Love of campaign. So you guys will probably be seeing that. They're really focusing on Tennessee as a great place to visit, even yeah. if you live in Tennessee. Sure. So we're kind of mirroring the messaging that they're doing, and that will continue into the new year to help make sure that we're continuing to keep peop- those heads in beds. And, I, of course, I'm, I mean, I imagine um, – I've been traveling more for work here recently, the last few months, because the need is there. At every hotel I've stayed at, masks are required. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way it is here as well. And those hotels will be full, I'm sure, close to full in three weeks from now when the Blue Cross Bowl happens. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's you know, that's, of course, that's something we plan for. We, you know, we plan for, the, for them to be maxed out at capacity, but we wasn't sure it was going to happen. So that's a good thing. So I imagine we'll have a lot of people here. Uh, that weekend, hotels hopefully full, restaurants are full, stuff like that. But you know, you're marketing two reasons, to, in my opinion, for the hotel because one, that's where your budget comes from. Mm-hmm. For you to continue to operate and give back to our community and help our community bring more people in, you gotta you gotta have money. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about money last time about how, and I, I'm hopefully help you get more of that so you can be more efficient and, and do more things. Um, but we also were trying to alleviate some of the tax burden on our citizens. Oh, so absolutely. People are staying in hotels. Again, they're paying, they're probably from outside the county and they're going to pay that tax, which also goes back into our general fund, and debt service and schools. And, and then it goes to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you continue to operate and continue to bring in more tourism, which brings in more tax dollars. It's right. just a cycle. Yes. For every household in Putnam County, it's almost $400 savings. And that's to me is wonderful. $400 to me is a big deal. Uh, so are are you have you been able to um, work on anything else maybe coming down that you can share with us the next year that you know of, or has you just been so busy with Blue Cross Bowes, really don't have anything to announce? Well, I don't have anything in particular to it announce yet. I'm working on something. Um, actually, you know, when we get RFPs for different events that could potentially happen, uh, we basically have to drop everything. So um, just like with the Southern Living feature the other day, you know, we I just dropped everything and sent them a pitch because, you know, that we can't afford to advertise with them. But if we can get them to feature us for free. Sure. Then that was worth stopping what we were doing. And, so what, and goes into, do that. what goes into a pitch? Let me ask you that. Um, Southern Living. What do you, anything that you can do to basically make it as easy as possible for them to copy, paste, and publish. Okay. Um, that's what we try to do. Okay. Um, same thing for social influencers. We actually have a social influencer in town this week um, from the State Department of Tourist Development. They used their CARES Act dollars to bring social influencers in. Okay. Um, so it was an outdoor photojournalist that came in and visited Fall Creek Falls and kind of hubbed out of Cookville for her stay. Oh, wow. So there's so much that happens when people get featured or destinations get featured, and there's work behind that. It doesn't just happen. And so if we're featured in Southern Living or if we're featured in Country Living Magazine or Outside Magazine or Trail Runner, those are a lot of the publications we've worked with to get people here to feature our destination. 
let's take the the photographer for example that's come to take pictures of Fall Creek Falls. Does this person reach out to you and say, hey, I'm coming, can you help me? Or does somebody else let you know that they might be coming? How does that work? So for that particular situation, it was tea and vacation. And they were hosting and they selected um, our area for her to feature. Perfect. Um, And some some influencers, they pick where they want to go. And so that's really like the new version of print advertising is social media influencers. And what a job to have. You know, they get paid basically just to travel and take pretty (laughs) photos and post them on Instagram. Um, and I know there's a lot of strategy and, and they re- they do work. Um, but when we've had people like Paul Tellefson here, he's now requested to come back and he basically visits different waterfalls now every time he comes and he provides great exposure for us. Um, and it's a limited cost to be able to get them here and host them for the amount of exposure that we get. And then we usually try to do a contract with them and for them to provide us with insights on how much that their social media reached and you know, so many word blog content and things like that to help us to make sure that we're getting high quality images and things like that to build our um, database. That's great information, Molly. I, I know I asked random questions, but I was curious <laughs> That's to a know. good question. Yeah, thank you. So thank you so much for being here. It's always wonderful that you're here. Uh, appreciate everything you do for our community, your time, and I know you give a lot of it. Uh, so thank you again. And come back in a few months because I know you have more updates for us, right? Yeah, I'm going to bring Amber back and we'll just do a whole Perfect. segment with us that, that would be great um want to wish a late happy veterans day to our veterans i know that happened wednesday but thank you so much veterans for what you do for our country your sacrifice um cannot i i can't even put into words what you mean to us but I, i'm grateful for you veterans so i appreciate you happy marines day uh, my producer nick is a marine and it's not was a marine it's is a marine you're always a marine right always it's not a it's you're not a retired marine you're a marine and so happy marines day that was on tuesday and thank you nick for my for being my producer you do a great job remember everybody be kind to one another have a great weekend smile at somebody smile at everybody just be nice to somebody this weekend be nice to everybody just hug on somebody without corona Um, (laughs) don't spread corona so hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week